Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, greetings, friends. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, and welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reading together. Good to be with you. Feel free to leave your uh, prayer intentions in the comments, and we will delve into the Word of God. Let's put ourselves now in His presence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we see chaos in the world. We see danger, evil, and sin But today we want to see you even more clearly. We want to see your son, Jesus. We want to see the Holy Spirit at work in the world. Enable us to focus on the things of you, O God. Aware fully of the problems in our world, but even more deeply aware of you and how you are working out our salvation and how you make all things work together for the good of those called according to your plan and promise. Enable us to repent deeply of our sins today. Enable us to embrace more energetically your commands and your new way of life. And now as we read from your word, may we understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This is a reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, Leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Well, brothers and sisters, this passage shows us the beginning of the formation of the church where Jesus, knowing that his gospel had to be preached for millennia after he would ascend into heaven and no longer be walking around on earth in human form, began to appoint those who would preach in his name. See what he does here. Summons the twelve, as this is his inner circle, these are the apostles, And he sends them out two by two. This would be the case down through all the centuries. Now, different denominations have a different understanding of how this gets organized. That's beside the point of today's reflection. The point is, Jesus, there's no question biblically and historically, Jesus appoints others to preach his word. We know we have only one teacher who is the Christ. We have only one source of truth who is the Lord Jesus, who's truth himself. But he empowers human beings within the community of believers to proclaim that word. 
We all have to bear witness to that word. But some, and again, this is very biblical, have the role of teachers and have other roles too for the building up of the body of Christ. So notice what he does. And, and what I want to do is I want to look at this reading in the perspective of how it has, has unfolded in history, how it has blossomed throughout all these centuries since this originally happened. Because what you have here is the seed and then the entire tree blossoms according to the structure that Jesus puts in place right at the beginning. So he summons the twelve, okay? Since then he has summoned millions. And what does he do? He gives them authority. He shares his authority with us. You know, I, I have mentioned before in these reflections, we are all, by virtue of our baptism, our sharing in the Spirit, of Christ, we share in his role as priest, prophet, and king. Here's the kingly role, victory over evil, authority over unclean spirits, the kingly role, breaking the power of evil, reigning with the power of truth and goodness. So he shares this authority, and we see Jesus speaking and clearing out the demons, and, and uh, they say, well, what do you have to do with us, Jesus, son of Nazareth? They knew who he was. But he now shares this authority with the twelve. And he says, go, cast out the, the evil spirits. Now you notice how he's teaching them dependence on him. No money in your belts? What? How, how are we going to, no, no food? Take just a walking stick? Jesus was teaching them real dependence upon him and upon the solidarity, the unity, the communion, if you will, with those who would receive them. You go to a house, eat what they set before you. You don't have to bring your own food. So Jesus was really showing them how this, it, this is not a sort of go-it-alone mentality. This is a community mentality. And what does he do? He gives them his word. We see elsewhere him saying to those that he sent out to preach, he who hears you hears me. So again, as we've spoken about before, this conveyance of authority, authority to teach the word. And it comes through again here with a specific reference to what the theme of that word was and still is to this day. They went off. He doesn't just say they went off to preach. He doesn't say, oh, they went off to preach the good news. Or they went off to preach how much God loves you. Or they went off to preach whatever it is you want to hear. God will just pat you on the back, whatever you are, you know, LGBTQ, whatever. God is just going to bless you and pat you on the back. No, they preach repentance. What did they preach? Repentance. Oh, you mean they, 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 didn't, well, they didn't preach love? What, 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 what do you mean? Don't they preach oh, God loves you just the way you are? Why, why, didn't they, why doesn't it say here, they went off and preached, Oh, welcome! They went off and preached repentance. In other words, turn away from your sins. There is such a thing as a right way and a wrong way, a way of life and a way of death. Christianity was called the way with a capital W. It's a way of life. So they preach repentance. It says you got It's not just oh, God has His arms open. Everybody, come on in. It's not quite that. It, it, Simple. It's God has 
his arms open and says, everybody, come on in so that you can be transformed into me. So that you can be reconstituted into my image. So that you can be purified of sin. So that you can become sons and daughters of God. So that you can become rescued from doing everything just your own way and relying on your own judgment. No, do it my way, relying on my spirit and on the truth of my gospel. Repent of this notion of, Oh, I'm just going to follow my own, my own will, pro-choice, pro-choice, my will, my decision, my rights, my life, my body. How about my God? How about my Lord? Instead of just keep saying my rights, my life, my Lord. People want to think, we have this idea, well, we just we'll do it our way. No, repentance is about... Doing it his way. So they went off to preach repentance. So what you have the seed of here, the authority to teach, the preaching of repentance, the authority to cast out demons, and it says here, the twelve drove out many demons. This is the work that the church continues to do in various ways. Now, just let's look at the teaching ministry, for example. Well, that has blossomed into the whole educational system. You look at the role of the Christian church in the development of education. Fascinating historical study. And so you have many now many schools that are church-run, teaching, teaching the truth, teaching the word, all the preaching, all the, imagine all the pulpits throughout America and throughout the, the earth. All coming from this seed right here. He sent them forth to preach repentance. Now, if you're going to preach repentance and you're going to preach and drive out demons, then obviously you need healing and reconciliation. It's a ministry of reconciliation, as St. Paul says. And so what are churches involved in doing today? Reconciliation. In the Catholic Church, we have confession. In other denominations, it expresses itself in other ways. But it's the same thing. Preaching repentance... And it's the seed that is planted here, and then it has blossomed into this worldwide, multifaceted ministry of the church. And it says they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Not only is the church, over the centuries, giving rise to all kinds of educational institutions, but the church is giving rise to all kinds of healthcare institutions. Study the relationship between hospitals and Christianity. And you see how this is the seed, all this healing work and curing the sick and having a place where the sick can come to be cured goes back to Jesus being in a town and all the sick are brought to him and he heals them. The ministry of healing the sick, giving strength to the weak, anointing them with oil. We still do that in the Christian churches, don't we? We have the anointing with holy oil in the Catholic Church. We have this sacrament, the anointing of the sick. It's a beautiful thing to behold. If you want to look at the ministries of the church today, you want to ask, are these actually what they're supposed to be, authentic ministries of the church? Do they have their roots here? Is there some way to connect with what Jesus is sending this initial group of the twelve to do. Because he knew, he already saw the church as it is today. He already knew exactly how it would unfold. Nobody else did. He, he's God. He sees everything. 
So he knew exactly that he was planting the seed that would then blossom into all kinds of ministries of education, healing the sick, various sacraments, and the whole ministry of preaching, teaching, and reconciling sinners. It's all there. May the ministry of Jesus Christ, the manifold ministry of His church, continue strong until the end of time, until He returns. And may we all do our part in proclaiming this message of repentance and healing. Amen. Father, we turn to you and we ask your blessing today on all the ministers of the church, on all those who have been ordained to teach and preach and minister the sacraments and do the work of these that these 12 originally did. We pray for all those, Lord, who have a share as lay people in the teaching and healing ministries of the church. All those who have a role in the educational works of the church or the educational works of society. All in the healthcare profession. We think, Lord, of St. Gianna Mola, Italian physician of the 20th century and how she as a physician said that in touching the bodies of her patients she was actually touching Christ whatsoever you do to them you do to me Jesus present in the sick bless all those in the healthcare profession that they may realize Lord that they are not working just with flesh and bones they're working with persons Persons who have an active role in, in their own treatment, persons who are equal in dignity to them, persons whose rights they are bound to respect and protect. Bless the medical profession. Bless, bless all teachers in the educational profession. Bless those who teach religion especially. And bless parents, Lord God, as they encapsulate in the family which is the, the domestic church, the domestic school, as they encapsulate all these roles, teaching their children, tending to them when they are sick, healing their wounds, teaching them how to pray, teaching them virtue, proclaiming to them repentance. Lord, in a sense, all these different ministries are encapsulated at the beginning of each person's life in that special role of the parents as the head of the family. Bless parents, bless them with the courage and the perseverance they need to carry out their special vocation. And bless us all now, Lord, as we join together our prayers, as we remember the intentions put before us today and those we hold privately. And we pray in the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 
and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. See you again tomorrow. Please spread the word about our programming and stay tuned to our main website too for the different projects, messages, activities we have going on and that is endabortion.us. God bless you all. This is Father Dennis Wild, pastoral associate of Priests for Life. Been in the organization for 25 years and it's marvelous because I want to tell you today about financial support for one of our most effective pro-life ministries in the world, Priests for Life has been leading the fight against abortion for decades. We are led by a strong and varied team of pro-life activists and experts in mobilizing churches, electing pro-life candidates, leading prayer efforts, publishing and broadcasting, healing the wounds of abortion, uniting pro-life leaders in strategy, meetings, defending life in the international arena. All of this, Priests for Life does not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have very high evaluations among charities and top security on our donation site, prolifegift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor. Or you can call us at 321-500-1000. That's 321-500-1000. God bless you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.